You ready? I'm Lisa. And I'm Kelly. And this is Bad at Boundaries, the podcast where we share personal stories about setting boundaries, healing, and growing into the people we want to be. Get ready to laugh, sigh, and draw the line with us. Super easy first take. Okay, Lisa, where did you draw the line? (laughs) So, you're currently catching me on the tail end of like one of the worst travel experiences I have ever had. And like, I do want to say, I am one of those people who like, in theory, I really like traveling. Every time I travel, I feel like I've really gotten like a lot out of it. It was a good experience, blah, blah, blah. But like, I've been realizing that travel makes me really uncomfortable. Mm. And it's not just with the airplane seats and like being in a dirty airport or whatever. It's the fact that you completely break away from your schedule, from your safe spaces, and you basically push your own boundaries. Like I firmly believe that's what happens every time you travel. I think travel is one thing where a lot of people have trouble enjoying the journey. Yes. Like they want to get to the destination. I am a really good traveler. Only because I am really good at sleeping. Oh, yeah. So I, my dad trained me to be nice and early at the airport, so I'm never mm-hmm. stressed out. I go mm-hmm. get myself a little snack, uh, browse, I wanted to say chapters, but indigo Indigo, now. yes. Maybe yes. get a new book. So I, I treat the airport like a mini mall. Oh, my and God. And then just wander and browse. <laughs> yeah. And I make sure I'm up to date. I mean... I have the privilege of being good at using my smart device. So (laughs) I think traveling when you're older is a lot different when you can't just like check your pocket for updates and you're stuck at the gate. Mm -hmm. But yeah, and then I get on the plane and most of the time I can be asleep by before we even finish taking off if if that's what I want to do on that flight. (sighs) Kelly, you're literally living my dream because I have the exact opposite experience of that. Um, so I am a terrible sleeper. Like I'm the lightest sleeper ever. And I also have a chronic anxiety disorder. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm always anxious. I'm always really fretful. And, you know, it doesn't matter how early I arrive for a flight, there will always be some sort of adventure that I have, uh, you know, for better, for worse. And like, okay, so for example, have I, I know you've heard this. Have you heard the story uh, John and I always tell at dinner parties about our first trip down to Palm Springs. This I family. actually don't think I've heard it. Shut up. Are you serious? Oh, my God. This is like one of our classic stories. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so this was October 2019. John invited me. His parents have a place down in Palm Springs because they're very fancy. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time I was going to be going on vacation with like his entire family. So not just John, which that's already a high pressure vacation, like going on a trip with your kind of newish partner Mm -hmm. and then add in both his parents and his grandma and grandpa. So like we're, we're out there. Like this is a high pressure trip. I was already like, I just moved out. I was super broke. Like I'm, I'm not kidding. I think at the time of this trip, I had like $22 $22 in my bank account. Like I was. <laughs> and that's a big culture shock. Yes. Yes, it is. It is. Especially going from like eating ramen noodles to hanging out with literally the blunt, bluntest way I can put this is the richest people I know. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was really nervous and like 
you know, John, John was being really good. He was like, don't worry about it. We're going to have a chill time, whatever. And I was still really stressed the night before. So I can't remember whose idea it was, but we went out to a wine night. And it was basically <laughs> like, let's start our vacation early. Like, let's hang, whatever. And we went to, like, one of our regular spots, which is really close to where we live. So, like, we can walk there and back. And one of our, like, favorite servers was there. And she wasn't working. She was just, like, hanging out. And we, like, you know, sat at the bar with her. We're like, yeah, we're going on the strip tomorrow. Really excited. She's like, well, let me buy you guys, like, a bottle of wine. Like, let's split a bottle of wine together. Kelly, we didn't split just one bottle of wine. How many did you split? Three. <laughs> it was insane. I so you didn't split any bottles. No, I had one. my own. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I, I have a history. Like, I knew how to drink back in the day. I was so good at it, Kelly. Uh, but John is not a big drinker at all. He doesn't really drink. So, like, I was feeling it and John was like the drunkest I've ever seen a human being (laughs) and we ended up like rolling home and I was like you know what now I feel pretty chill uh let's set our alarms and we'll go to bed like not a big deal and I was feeling good I was like we have more than enough time to like you know sleep off the alcohol we'll wake up tomorrow probably we'll have a bit of a headache but like we're just gonna be traveling whatever so and I should mention our flight was an international flight that left at 7 a.m. Oh, no. So, like, we were supposed so to be... So, by Pat rules, you're there at 4 a.m. Yeah, and, like, that's that's kind of my rules, too. I was thinking, let's aim to get there at 5, mm-hmm. but let's leave the house at around 4. And another important thing to mention is I am very lucky to have a very whimsical and fun-loving partner. And our flight left on Halloween. And I was like, listen, I want to wear my sweatpants. I want to wear a hoodie. Don't talk to me. But John had gone out of his way. He bought these, like, amazing animal onesies. So they were, like, half costume, (laughs) half pajamas. And he was like, this is what we're going to wear to the airport. And underneath we'll wear, like, our tank tops, our shorts, like, whatever, all our summer wear. So I was already not enthused about how we were going to be showing up at the airport. But then the next morning... But how comfortable were you? It was a 10. It was a 10. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so the next morning, I, like, hear John get out of bed, and it's still dark, you know, nice and quiet in the house. And, of course, I can just feel the headache setting in. I'm like, that was a bad choice. Ooh. <laughs> and I hear John go to the kitchen, and all of a sudden... And John is also a person who doesn't swear, which mm-hmm. is hilarious that he ended up with me. <laughs> but he, all of a sudden I just hear, oh, fuck, like roared in the kitchen so loud that I was like, did somebody break in? Like, did he cut himself? Like, are you okay? He comes sprinting down the hall. And he's like, Lisa, it's 530 in the morning. I was like, no. <laughs> so we get dressed as, as quickly as we can. Uh, you, were you packed already? We were packed already. Okay. Thank God. Uh, so I'd like throw on my my animal onesie. I'm dressed as a leopard. He's dressed as a giant pink pig. We get in the car and I'm already saying, John, I was like, I don't think we're going to make it. Also, I'm insanely hungover. So he's like ripping down the road as fast as he can. We live normally like an hour away from the airport. Do you want to know how long it took us to get to the airport? <laughs> 27 minutes. 15 minutes on the dot. Wow. <laughs> Thank God it was early and mm-hmm. nobody was else was on the road. But I'm like, I don't know how we did that. I had my head out the window the whole time, like getting sick. It was crazy. So we get there, we park, we're like running through. And I'm like, I think we might actually make the flight. Like, this is insane. We might actually make the flight. So we like 
go up to the WestJet lady, like right where you check in, who I should I should also note because it's Halloween, she's dressed as a giant chicken. <laughs> and we're like, hey, we're here for this flight, blah, blah, blah. We're, and it's like, you're so hungover that it's like, you're just, you're in pure fight or flight mode. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm talking to this giant chicken and she's looking at herself. She's like, okay, you're all good to go, blah, blah, blah. And then, wait, you said your flight was international? And I was like, yeah. And it's like 602, 603. She's like, we we shut the gates for international an hour before. Like we the had check-in window. Yeah, we had just missed the check-in window. And she was like saying to John, like, you know what, don't worry about it. Like he was some special, I don't know, Richie Rich, like rewards member, whatever. So she got him on the next flight, like no problem. And then she turns to me, she's like, What kind of ticket do you have? And I was like, I I have the bare minimum ticket. Mm-hmm. I have the poorest t- ticket, like cheapest ticket I could afford. And she's like, well, uh, you know, we don't have any like cancellation protection for you. And she was like, let me see how much tickets are on the next flight. $450. And I'm like looking at my wallet, looking at all my cards. And I'm like, okay, I have like no cash. And I was like, I'm pretty sure all my credit cards are maxed or like pretty close to max so poor john you'd be like putting 30 on one yeah yeah and i was like okay like what do i do and john is just like let me buy your ticket like it's fine it's whatever so we're kind of at this point now where we've missed our flight and we were essentially missing like the first half of our first like half day Mm -hmm. of our trip which wasn't that big of a deal but it was just like we had book things we wanted to do we were supposed to be there around 9 a.m now we are getting into like one o'clock in the afternoon two o'clock so it was like we missed a couple things we're really looking forward to and we kind of had like one of those moments where you know both of us were feeling really shitty like Mm -hmm. obvious hangovers missing things you want to do and you know we're walking around people are laughing and pointing at us because of these stupid costumes (laughs) that we're wearing and what animals were you, by the way? I John was a pig, mm-hmm. and I was a leopard. Okay. So, like, very obnoxious. And what was pissing me off, too, is people kept approaching John and saying, it's really nice of you to do this for her. Like, only a woman would make you do this, huh? And I was like, it wasn't even my fucking idea. It was his idea <laughs> was the his whole idea. time. And, like, at one point, we just walked by the classic airport chilies, And I just looked at him, and I was like, do you want to go get a drink? Because like, that's the only thing I can think to do right now. And we ended up having like the best time in that airport Chili's. That was one of the best parts of the whole trip was just like hanging out, just the two of us. And like, we just kept looking at each other being like, this is an objectively terrible situation. Like this is awful, but like we aren't at each other's throats. Like I'm not mad at you. You're not mad at me, even though like, whoever's idea it was for wine night made us miss this flight and like you know now we're wearing these stupid costumes and blah 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 and I also owe him several hundred dollars at this point but like immediately I was like oh this is a sign of a good relationship because even though we both feel crappy we are taking it out on each other honestly travel can ruin relationships yes it can if you don't have compatible travel styles Mm -hmm. or you have different expectations for the trip A hundred percent. And I understand that my travel guidelines that I grew up with are not the same as everyone else. So Mm -hmm. when I say, when I was saying earlier that 4 a.m. is when my dad was, that's when he would have us at the airport. Oh, so you're getting up at like two. (laughs) We are three hours 
early for international flights and then like 90 minutes for domestic but I was doing two hours lately with all of like the baggage issues that were going on Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I think it's really important but I'm also like that's one area where I've I'm very comfortable setting boundaries and enforcing those. Mm -hmm. Because if someone's like, no, we can stretch out like an extra half hour here. I'm like, I will not have fun. I will be stressed and anxious and I will not want to be there. Um, So I've like threatened to leave people behind. And I'm like, you can spend 30 more minutes and I will go to the airport (laughs) and be ready. And usually they they take along. But I do the same thing if I'm ever driving anyone to the airport and they'll say like, we need to leave at this time. I'll go like, what time is your flight? I'm like, if you want me to drive you, we're driving you like at the time that I I think you need to be there. I I honestly think travel is one of the best ways to like get that validation that you're in a good relationship. Yeah, truly stress test your relationship whether it's friendship or anything else because like I've traveled with people I went on a girl's trip to Vegas when I was like 21 years old and it became very clear I went with three other girls there were four of us total it became very clear very quickly that like we had split off into two groups and this one group of girls had a very like low-key expectation for the trip and me and my other friend, hey Mercedes, we had like, we were like, we're going to party. We're 21 Vegas. And yeah. it was amazing how, like, w- how we were butting heads. And like, there was like low key level conflict of the like, well, why don't you want to party? Well, why don't you want to like hang out with us? Like those two things back and forth. And it is almost like a litmus test. And I think if there are any red flags at all in your relationship, they're going to pop up while you're traveling. It really is just like, I feel like you learn a lot about yourself, about your energy level, about your social battery when you travel. And I think that's why it's so important to do that as well. Not just to like see new places and ex- have new experiences, no. but you learn a lot when you're traveling. Yeah. I have a friend like that I've realistically really only traveled with. We met during oh. a study abroad semester and she lives, she grew up in a town that's about an hour away from the city we live in. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've been on multiple like trips, like international road trips. And arguably every time we see each other is a trip for one or the other of us. Oh, wow. That's so cool. And we are the same. Like we'll have a shared Google Doc or <laughs> ex- if it's an Excel spreadsheet, just know I did not make it. If there is any sort of like yeah. formula in use, it was not me. Mm-hmm. But we'll info dump a bunch of ideas. Um, she is really good at planning mm-hmm. and actually like enjoys it as a way of relaxing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Whereas I can overthink things and I start looking at all of the different options and then I go into analysis paralysis. So what works really well (laughs) for the two of us is she does the research and then she presents me with three options mm-hmm. and sh- she's like, I would enjoy all of these. And then I make the final choice. Yes. So then it still feels collaborative, but we get to each um, use our strengths mm-hmm. and both feel included and both feel like we have autonomy. And then we also build at least 30 minutes of blob time blob into time. each ta- day. Yes. So I'm like, you need that buffer of just laying on the bed doing nothing well and there's also the I need when I'm on trips especially with other people I've noticed my social battery 
runs really low. Uh, and I do need, like, the blob time. The mm-hmm. I need allocated time during the day where it's just me mm-hmm. or, like, private time where I can just, like, truly just disconnect from what is around me and focus on something arbitrary, like scrolling my phone. Like, if people don't allow for that when I'm traveling, I honestly can't do it. I get really grouchy, for mm-hmm. lack of a better word. Like, I, I can't yeah. handle it. I have a friend that calls that the serious five. The serious five. It's never five <laughs> minutes. Yeah. But she'll be like, I just need a serious five. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, okay. And it's kind of like an um, a nod to other people that you're getting a little bit prickly and yeah. just need, just, need, I need some zone out time. Yeah. The other good strategy I've heard, so my friend and her mm-hmm. husband, instead of on road trips, mm-hmm. you're not allowed to say I have to go to the bathroom. What? Um, <laughs> instead, you have to say... I'm a level six. So you rank how oh. bad you have to pee on a scale of one to ten. <laughs> so if you're like, I'm a four, the mm-hmm. other person's like, great, I'll start thinking mm-hmm. about places to stop. Yeah. But we'll 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 talk about where we'll pull over, where it's convenient, and mm-hmm. we'll figure out if we need food at the same time. Yeah. But if you're like oh my goodness, that mm-hmm. last stop went straight through me and now I'm at a nine, <laughs> yeah. then they'll be like, okay, like, Next are one. we peeing <laughs> behind the car? Are we just pulling off on whatever yeah, dirt what road do you we can? Do? Yeah. And that way it almost is a little bit of gamification mm-hmm. because they're not, it doesn't come off as whiny. You're mm-hmm. just stating a fact. Yeah. And it's a self-assessment, but it's still stating a fact. It is, and it, it's just, like, it's a nice, subtle way to, like, calmly assert your needs without being, like, stop the car, I need to pee. Like, yeah. I feel like, I don't know about you, but my temper when I'm on vacation, and it might be because it's it's a different environment and I don't feel as comfortable asserting myself, but I go from, like, nothing to something very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was noticing, like, partway through a trip, I was, like, why am I having, like, I was just stuck in a really, like, bad mindset. And I was having a really good time and I was really enjoying, like, what we were doing. But I was just, like, I have this, like, cycle of negative thoughts and, like, grouchiness in in my head that I can't figure out. And it was literally because we hadn't eaten anything that was familiar to me the whole time Mm. we were there. And I only, like, lightened up when we finally, I think we passed, like, a Starbucks or a coffee shop. And I was just, like, I'm going to get a junky, sugary coffee, like Mm -hmm. something that will kind of satisfy those cravings. And immediately I was like, oh, now I feel okay." And it's literally just because I have those sugars and like unhealthy cancerous chemicals back in my body that I need to feel okay. (laughs) Yeah. We had a really interesting thread about coffee actually the other day at work. This is a dilly dally. Oh, I love it. There were so many opinions about coffee out there. Like, I, I won't go into all of them. But it was really interesting to hear. There was there was even one person who had worked for, like, a coffee bean distribution. Oh, cool. Um, so he was working for local coffee roasters and mm-hmm. learned a ton about the industry and was, like, sharing a very, like, high level. Like, he was giving us, like, a TLDR, a too long didn't read. Oh, I love that. Though. And I was like, this is great because that... I love getting information because then if something sparks your interest, then I can just look up more information. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he finished everything off and he was like, that being said, I went to Tim Hortons yesterday. So, <laughs> you know, everything is about balance. you got to do what you got to do here. And I think, yeah, just inform yourself with the information. But mm-hmm. food isn't evil. And if you need a treat to get you through a moment, 
that's okay. And I honestly think that's one of the best strategies for when you're getting overwhelmed while traveling and like avoid the, hanger. Yeah, avoid hanger and also like don't feel that pressure to because you're in a new environment everything needs to be new because I, especially for people with anxiety or if you're like even on the spectrum my friends who are on the spectrum will tell me this as well it's like sometimes just having some sense of familiarity through like Mm -hmm. a comfort snack or like just going to like the same chain of restaurants that you would have at home like you you don't need to just because you're in a different environment doesn't mean you need to challenge yourself constantly with yeah. new experiences and new things is that part of the fun absolutely but if you're getting overwhelmed you're getting overwhelmed like don't ruin the whole experience for yourself by having that negative mindset and too much change you know yeah. and for me part of the fun on vacation is having an idea of what I want to accomplish yes but not having any time frames because mm-hmm. like Growing up in North America, you go to school. Yeah. You have a... Actually, university was probably the best schedule any of us ever had because you're in... I miss it. 15 <laughs> hours of courses a week. But then everything else, maybe labs. Yeah. But everything else you're kind of managing on your own and you're fitting it in and you're yeah. splitting things up. So maybe you're doing like three hours of classes, but mm-hmm. then you're having a break, hanging out with friends, and then you study later. Mm-hmm. Where, yeah, so traveling, I'm like... And obviously, if you have, like, a dinner reservation, like, Mm -hmm. you want to make that. But there's other people where they're, like, they need the time to be almost blocked. Yeah. Which is fine, too, because I just think of those trips, like, having a summer camp schedule. Yes. Where you have, like, activity blocks, but then within Mm. that, you you still have a little bit of flex. So when you go on your trips, do you, like, block it out? Like, are you very, like, this is what we're doing and you have the whole day planned? Or are you more, like, "Eh, whatever we feel like that day, very spontaneous? Like, where do you fall? It depends on the trip and it often depends on who I'm traveling with. So a lot of my trips actually have been with the same friend. So we dump a bunch of stuff in a Google Doc and Mm -hmm. then we both pick our top things that we want to accomplish like Mm -hmm. things that we would be disappointed if we didn't do right and then we have our nice to haves and then yeah just Mm -hmm. extra time to wander yeah which means some compromise like I made her sleep in a (laughs) train (laughs) like there's this Airbnb (laughs) that is uh, like a restored caboose yeah um when we got there, we found out is a it is a caboose and train station. Oh, cool! So though. she slept in the train station. I was for sure sleeping in the caboose. It was non negotiable. <laughs> it was November. Oh, in BC, <laughs> not in the prairies. Oh, okay, that's fine. Then. It was so amazing. <laughs> I would recommend it. Yeah. We only had one night to spend mm-hmm. there though, and mm-hmm. it was raining horrendously, oh. which was so cozy inside mm-hmm. the train. But we had a relatively early ferry, so mm-hmm. we, we didn't have any, like, usable daylight for photos. Oh, bummer. So we kind of got there. We assessed the situation. The owner braved the rain and gave us a full history anyways. Whoa. And we got to pet his dog. So oh, worth it. Let's go. That was good. But we we had to change our, our plan. Mm-hmm. So we went into town. We did an escape room and then we found a place to have dinner yeah and then we hung out and played board games in the train house Mm -hmm. and then I sprinted through the rain to go sleep in my my little (laughs) little caboose caboose. I I love that I think the best trip that I ever went on was one where it, it was actually John and my first trip together which I would like to formally say 
first trips with boyfriends or partners are so scary and it they're only scary for one reason it's how do I go to the bathroom in a <laughs> dainty and feminine way and uh like John and I we booked a trip to Kelowna we were staying with Airbnb at this like beautiful it was actually the guest house on a, a winery slash vineyard <laughs> mm-hmm. so like the whole winery like facility were t- to our right like down a little dirt road but when we opened up our doors in the morning it was just like rows That's and rows cool. of grapes it was beautiful but of course me being me I was having so much anxiety before we left and I was like how do you travel? Like, I, you know, grilling him basically. I was like, how, like, what do you want to do? Like, do you want to do X, Y, Z, whatever? And he's such a like, eh, let's just go with the flow type thing, which like doesn't really work for me. I'm not a go with the flow type of gal. I may, I, I need to, to feel know like what I'm, I'm doing. wasting time. <laughs> yeah. Which is not a vacation mindset. No. But... but what ended up working is before we left, I basically was like, all I need is each of us to pick one thing we want to do every day. And it mm-hmm. can be something as easy as, like, this day I want us to have wine, like, just at the vineyard. Or mm-hmm. this day I want us to go out and have dinner here or, like, do a beach day or whatever. And it ended up being such a nice, like, mm-hmm. paced vacation because we each had, like, this is our one thing we want to do today, but it doesn't matter what time we do anything. It was just, like, the perfect nice thing. So, like, some days it would be, like, we were there for about a week, so we did a couple beach days. So it'd be like, well, I want to go to the beach, but I also want to, like, go shopping at one point. So we ended up doing, like, shopping first and then the beach. It was just, like, such a nice way to do it, and that's kind of how I've done all our trips since then. Whether it's been mm-hmm. with friends or with him or with my family, it's like everybody just pick one thing you want to do every day, big or small, and we'll figure out a way to make it fit. But it, that way it's like both go with the flow, but also like the yeah. structure time. It also helped because then I knew exactly where he was so I could sneakily go to the bathroom. <laughs> I'm so glad we're out of that phase of the relationship. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> That's the one thing. And it I, I've gotten a lot better as I'm older. But the one thing that I always struggled with traveling was I would get safe toilet syndrome yes that's such and a thing. I could not poop in unfamiliar I places I and I'm still like that I mm-hmm. totally get like traveler's tummy where it's just like I don't eat as much as normal because I get like it's too much different food and that gives me some anxiety or you eat a lot at once yes. instead of grazing and you're eating like and you don't have snacks you don't have snacks you don't have your snacks your fiber intake is all over the place so mm-hmm. who knows you're also like if I'm a Taurus, so if I'm if I'm traveling, I'm eating, mm-hmm. and like it just it, I, the whole balance is out of whack for yeah. me. So I definitely relate to the safe toilet syndrome girlies. You are seen, <laughs> you are loved. So mine isn't gastrointestinal <laughs> distress. Mine really? was I would go on a four day trip and not poop the entire time. Holy shit! But I wouldn't Kelly. feel. I wish. <laughs> But I wouldn't even feel like I had to go. So, like, I've said before, like, my sister and I grew up going to summer camp. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. when it was a week long, like, I'd hit a point where I could, like, finally go. And then it would be kind of okay after that. But mm-hmm. we had – we didn't have bathrooms attached to our cabins. It was, like, communal bathrooms that we had to walk to. Oh, my God. So, inev- at some point during the week, mm-hmm. thinking – as I tell this, I'm like, wow, I had really good friends. <laughs> if it got, like – 
to like four or five days. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't even just sneak off to the bathroom when it was quiet oh, and go. No. I needed to have someone sit on the bench and like talk to me and oh distract me so I could just relax <laughs> wow. and accomplish the mission. And often it was my sister. Yeah. So it's not like we'd been through it before. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but, like, yeah, running the water, like, yeah. having it the place to myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, none of that worked. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And I was trying to think about, yeah, because I haven't experienced that in a while. And I was like, oh, I started drinking coffee when I was, like, 25. Yeah, that's, that Problem the coffee solved. will help <laughs> is. But, again, it just goes back to if you're, like, traveling is such a defining moment in any relationship, in mm-hmm. any friendship. And, like... Those two girls who um, I went on that first trip to Vegas with where, like, we just were not getting along. We weren't, like, jiving the way we were at home, and I couldn't figure out why. Looking back, I'm not friends with either of them anymore. Mm. I, like, kind of still have contact with one, but, like, not real. We aren't friends by any means. But you know who I am friends with still? Mercedes, who we went on that trip together. All, all the friends I've gone on road trips with, where it's like we've gotten along, it's like that is a friend for life. Like mm-hmm. you can't avoid that. But the people where it hasn't gone well or they didn't want to go with me for some reason, that's been the fizzler, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because it's how you react to being in inopportune circumstances, mm-hmm. I think, that really determines how the trip is going to go. Because like, yeah. I like to say like I can – have fun with anybody like yeah. I can find something we have in common I I usually just start telling embarrassing stories about myself yeah. if I'm trying to <laughs> trying to yeah. fill some silence but yeah like you can you can often make something fun out of a situation well you know what you see people like I don't think anybody's at their best when they're mm-hmm. traveling like if you have sleep issues you like usually you aren't getting as much rest like you're trying to pack more into a day it's a little stressful you're always on the move like you can't just mm-hmm. pause so I really think when you travel you see the people you're traveling with at their best and if you know going back to and worst and or at their worst I should say but going back to like John and I sitting in our animal costumes at the Chili's like I was really like this is probably like the lowest I've seen either of us at like thus far into this relationship and the fact that I can still like laugh with him you know find a way to enjoy it you know we ended up having a great time we had people like taking pictures with us at the airport we had grandmas like you know filming us for their kids ended up being like one of the most memorable trips of my life and even the most recent trip that I went on last week with the flights getting delayed and losing my luggage for a while, at a certain point I just looked at John and said, you know what, this is a great opportunity to spend some quality time together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I like spending time with you. This is the whole point of the trip right here. So we're nailing it. We don't need to worry about anything else. It's just no. you can make it work <laughs> while on vacation. No. Yeah. The I find the hardest travel to kind of have to assert your like routine and schedule is Mm. actually work trips I feel like we've talked a lot about like relationships like partners and friends Mm. um but I I actually just realized so I've never worked a job where I didn't have remote co-workers on zoom because Mm -hmm. even when I was teaching at that school yeah we had 11 campuses across Canada Mm -hmm. and a few in the states so we would have um like teaching conferences together we would also do like track and field day with the students Mm -hmm. once a year sometimes it was western Canada sometimes it was international Mm -hmm. but you see people like okay at school it's like 7 30 to 3 30 but like 9 to 5 basically so 
even if you really like your coworkers from nine to five, mm. you don't see their morning routine, their evening routine. No. You don't know who's um, a night owl or an early bird. Yeah, coordinating meeting in the lobby to Ugh. head into um, if you're not like yeah. participating right in the hotel. Mm-hmm. And I found it's it's so interesting to find the balance of wanting to take advantage of the time you have in person, but then yeah. also giving yourself, like, time to have a good sleep or yes. have a snack mm-hmm. or check in on your real life, like, check your text messages, yeah. call your mom. Yeah, honestly, like, I've, I've been on a couple work trips. At my last job, I went to, like, a conference in Calgary, and, it, you know, I was traveling with people where I was, like, we, are, we only know each other through work. We are not friends. Like, there's not really any camaraderie. We're in different departments. And it was awful. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it was brutal. Because, like, it's not even, like, you have the fallback of, like, at the end of the day, like, we're we're buddies. It's like, no, we aren't buddies. I'm sick of how long it's taking you to eat that plate of eggs and bacon. I would like to start our day and, like, move on with work. But for some reason, now you're getting an extra cup of coffee, which is going to make us, like, like you know, mm-hmm. it was just was so unpleasant. Or, like seeing who drinks the most at the casino at the night and being, you know, like. I had one work trip that was actually the reason I quit that job. Oh, shit. Um, So I won't give identifying details because I am. Because you're classy. You're classy. An an adult professional. (laughs) But had traveled for work, had the where we were going, and I was I was flying. That was the year I lived in Saskatoon. Right. So where I was flying to, it was easier to drive to my parents' house in Edmonton the weekend before, hang out mm. there for a bit, and fly from there. Yeah. But flights were limited. So if I wanted direct flights, I had to go in Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And then it actually didn't matter what day I flew home. So I was like, oh, like, I'm just going to stay till Sunday. Yeah. And I did all the math. I'm I'm actually really good at travel math, um, like doing that budget. Oh wow! And I did a full breakdown and submitted it to my work, and I was like, "Hey, if I drive to Edmonton and spend some time with my family and mm-hmm. fly direct from here and stay the weekend, yeah, it's still cheaper for you than if I booked flights from where I was actually living at the time." Whoa! Oh my so god! So they didn't pay for all of the extra nights, but mm. I think I ended up only having to pay for one night at the hotel where Whoa. I was. Wait, hold on. It was a work trip, but you had to pay for your own hotel? So I only needed to be there Thursday, Friday. So the other person flying in flew in, like, early early Thursday morning and flew out immediately when we were done Friday. Oh. I flew in Wednesday morning and went home Sunday. Oh, okay, And I only paid for Saturday night at the hotel. Yeah. Well, I mean, you you quit there. Let's say that's why, because they but, made you pay for that one hotel. No, the reason I quit was because I was traveling with mm-hmm. one of the company co-founders. Oh, God. And we'd been on this project for months. So he'd been on plenty of Zoom calls. There was a different senior leadership person that had been involved in the beginning, mm-hmm. and then they left the company. So this individual jumped in. We have our first day with the customers and one of them pulls me outside and was like, until we did intros earlier today, I thought this man was your intern. (laughs) And (laughs) I interviewed for my current job actually the next day. Oh my God. From from there. Yeah, from my hotel. So unprofessional. Okay, this is a huge jelly dally. Um speaking of people being so unprofessional on work trips, the first time 
one of the first times. I was like casually smoking weed at this point, but not no no near the level of stoner I am now. But was weed legal uh, at the time? Yes, it was. Okay. Weed was legal at this time, um, especially where I was. So I got flown actually to Victoria to help open up a new store. Let's say so I flew out there to help, and I like met the manager and he was just like this little rainbow covered guy like just (laughs) and so like loud and so and like I love people like that but I was also like for the the environment that we were trying to create was like very white collar very professional and I hate to say it but super conservative so immediately I was like this is a bold choice for that role that is very interesting and I wanted to be like his team so bad but he was like I will cut this out. He was literally talking about sucking dick and cock in the like reception area for this retail store super loudly on opening day. And I was like, you are the manager here. In front of customers? In front of customers, in front of his new staff who he had like... I don't think we need to cut this out. No, it was crazy. <laughs> so, and yeah, and he was like talking like, okay, and this is totally like that meme is on my mind where remember when we chance, when we canceled James Charles and there was like that video that that woman Tatiana recorded and she was like, he's talking about sucking dick and balls in front of my parents. Time and a place. Are you getting this reference at all? No. <laughs> I will send you a video later. Anyways, but it was literally like that was the situation. And I was just like, what are you doing? And like, so I was flown in to train his staff and he was flown to Toronto to be trained by corporate. And then like I had all these like little guys and girls like whipped into shape and they were basically like little mini me's, which when I'm at work, I'm really fucking professional. <laughs> but and then so he we like meet and I'm like, OK, I want to be on your team, but like, holy fuck, like I, you're at a 10. I need you like down at like a six, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then that night he was like, I want to take you out to dinner to like say thank you. And I was like, OK, we're off the clock. Yes, absolutely. Like, let's go hang. He took me out to dinner and then he gave me a brownie to take home to my hotel room to eat. And he didn't tell me it was an edible. So the next morning, (laughs) the next morning I was running late and I didn't have time for breakfast. And I was like, fuck it. I'll just eat this brownie really fast. And and I was still new to breakfast pastry. I know. And I was still new to like the labels. Like now I know whenever anybody gives you anything, you especially that's like packed. You look for the labels that say like THC or like CBD or like there's pot in this, but weed had just become legal. I did not like that wasn't on my radar at all. So I ended up I'm like they're trying to supervise people like the next day and I'm just like high as a kite being like, what the fuck is going on? And finally he tells me like two hours in that oh yeah did you eat that did you eat that last night oh you ate that this morning oh that was an edible (laughs) why didn't you tell me girl like what are you doing (laughs) I feel like with work like I really appreciate being at companies where you can just show up as yourself yes but do it on like the off the clock time so like at dinner you can be a little different than like how you present during the daytime so it's Mm -hmm. almost like you have to like compartmentalize these personas yes throughout the time and I think it it comes down to also just like getting really good consent Mm -hmm. and if conversations are getting super personal just Mm -hmm. checking in and making sure everyone's comfortable and okay with that but we have a really good rule one that I learned at work was anything that happens at a conference is like Vegas rules so if someone is disclosing personal information Mm -hmm. it stays in the room and I think that is that's the way to do it 
it's great for work trips because mm -hmm. travel puts people in vulnerable positions and environments. So sometimes yes. you got to debrief. Sometimes you got to debrief some personal stuff. And mm -hmm. I am someone who is often the person that people <laughs> will come up to, even if we don't know each other that well. Yes. And I think that's okay. As long as you do like that quick check-in at mm -hmm. the beginning and was, and you're like, is this comfortable for you? Yeah. And then I also try to be good about being like, do you need me to check in on you like tomorrow or yeah. like a week from now? Yeah. Yeah. I think every single time you travel, it should be like Vegas rules. Because mm -hmm. like it, you when you're operating out of an, an environment that is so different from home, I think it's really hard to hold yourself to the same expectations. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like I always cry on vacation. I always cry. I always need like a little bit of a, a release. And sometimes it's just like being away from home and all the problems that feel so big when we're here. Mm -hmm. Well, and you know, your body's under stress. Sometimes, well, sometimes your body's finally had a chance to slow down. Yes. And then mm -hmm. you leave fight or flight mode sometimes mm -hmm. for the first time in a long time. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt this trip with John and his dad. Like, it's, uh, it was just so nice to get away and be taken care of for a little while. It's been a long time since I have been in a role that wasn't the caretaker role. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, it, it was just nice to get some mental clarity and be taken care of for, like, one day. <laughs> <laughs> the one so, full day you ended up having. Yeah, definitely felt like I needed more. But, yeah. All right, I think that's a good place to draw the line. Any, any final thoughts about boundaries and vacations and travel? I think just communicate in advance. Set some expectations. Yeah. And don't just talk about, like, the activities and events. Yeah. But also, sometimes it's good to check in and talk about, like, travel preferences. Mm -hmm. Some people will Uber everywhere. Mm -hmm. Some people will walk everywhere if it's under an hour. So, like, <laughs> I have been on, like, some very different trips depending on who I'm with. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty adaptable. But just knowing what I'm getting myself into in advance yeah. is how I make sure that it's not even making sure that I'm having fun. It's just making sure that I go in with the right expectations. Yes. And I think one thing that's important to remember, too, is don't put this weird pressure on yourself. Like, every trip doesn't have to be the most fun, most adventurous, most, most, most. Sometimes you can just go for a change of scenery. Yeah, just to shake things up. Yeah, and don't put your pressure on yourself to constantly be trying new things or constantly be trying to keep up with people. Like, I feel like when you're on a vacation, that's one of the times when you really are the most in tune with your body. Like, you're noticing things like how much mm -hmm. you're eating, uh, noticing things like, oh, shit, I, I haven't shit in a while. <laughs> I should probably deal with that. Or, like, noticing, like, geez, like, I really am in a bad mindset. Like, those are all things that I didn't really notice until, I take myself away from, frankly, the dissociation that kind of happens at home. So cut yourself some slack, is yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, and also remember that, I mean, I can only speak for myself. Mm -hmm. I drag out my vacation posts. Yeah. So it looks like my trip was like four times longer <laughs> than it actually was. Yeah. Part of that is actually a safety thing. So yes. I tend to travel where we're, like, hopping between places every couple days. Mm -hmm. So I don't post till we've left a place. Right. So That's if anyone is, is watching our shenanigans on the internet, like, they're going to be two steps behind. You know what? Before we draw the line really quick, and I am oh, going, to, yes. I am going to cry. So I'm just bracing you for that. I will hold your hand if if I need it. Um, I wanted to dedicate today's episode. Sorry. To someone who was such an advocate for travel 
and adventure. My Aunt Kathy passed away um, on April 26th. And like she was just such an advocate for people, young people, especially young women, to go out there and adventure and push some boundaries and figure something out about yourself because you really only have a limited time to do it. And um, and she, you know, she was known for being this amazing artist and a model, very well known for her beauty. But most of all, she was known for being an animal lover. And she had a farm out in Fernie, B.C., that she would basically rescue animals for full time. Like she had dogs, she had donkeys, she had cats, she had llamas, she had rabbits, uh, I think even a couple reptiles. But she was one of those amazing people who just, she could tell when somebody needed a little extra love and she made sure they felt that. So I think on behalf of Aunt Kathy, I will tell everyone that if there's an adventure in your heart or something you want to do, or a boundary you want to push past, just do it because you never know when you will run out of time. And if you have a loved one who is dealing with cancer, or if you have cancer yourself, I want you to know that you are seen and you are heard and you are loved by the people who are hosting this podcast right now. It's something I really wouldn't wish on anybody. And um, I love you, Aunt Kathy. Let's draw the line there. No. Let's draw the line. Bad of Boundaries is a podcast created by Lisa Hennig and Kelly McGillis. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Bad at Boundaries. Thanks for listening.